Have you been told you have a great voice and you should be doing voiceovers? I don't know why I just figures I'm doing a voiceover and I can't do it. Have you been told that you have a great voice and you should be doing voiceovers? But do you know the skills and the tools needed to become a voice actor? The voice of Americana, Rick Lance, joins me from his studio in Nashville, Tennessee, on today's episode of The Martini Shop. As a professional model and actress since 1993, Valerie Bittner has seen and learned a lot. While still actively working in TV, film, and print, she enjoys sharing what she's learned over the years, consulting on marketing, and helping others get into the entertainment industry. This is The Martini Shot, Valerie's podcast, where if you or someone you know is an aspiring actor or model, the advice is invaluable. Here she is right now. Is voice acting as easy as having a great voice? My special guest today is Rick Land, and he has one of the most unique voices in the industry. His deep, warm, yet rugged delivery can be heard narrating such shows as Addicted to the Outdoors on the Outdoor Channel and Headhunter Chronicles on the Sportsman Channel. He is the voice of Life Care Centers of America, Glow Shift Automatic Gauges, and many museum audio tours across the United States. Welcome, Rick. Thank you, Valerie. Thanks for having me. It is such a pleasure to talk to you. I know we haven't talked for a few years now, but you came to my mind because so many people come up to me and say, you know, my wife told me I have a sexy voice and I should be doing voiceover. (laughs) And I think they think that they just get a script and go to a production company and record. And you and I know it's not as simple as that. So why don't we get started with um, you sharing with my audience how exactly you got started in your voice acting career? Okay. Well, I was uh, singing a demo in Nashville, uh, one of the big studios up there. Originally, it came to Nashville for the music business. That's a long story. Won't go into it here, of course, but uh, I was already behind the microphone, and a man came running into the studio. He needed the uh, commercial put together for that Friday evening mm. uh, for this prime rib beef place. And uh, he said, well, let's use this guy, you know, and he says, well, let's ask him. So they ran a script into me, which I thought was a lyric sheet. Ah. And I said, well, do you have a tape? And they said, no, you're supposed to read it. I said, oh, you want me to just talk? said, yeah, that's the idea. It's a voiceover. A voiceover. Okay, well, I didn't know what that was. So I spent the next hour talking and uh, reading this script to, for this 30-second radio or TV spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure it sucked, but I think they were <laughs> happy with it. I had 100 bucks more than I had before. before so Now, now do you think that your challenge with your very first voiceover was, is with what a lot of people don't understand is that you need to sound conversational and not like mm-hmm. you're reading. That's very true. Uh, the days of the radio announcer type uh, voices out there used for commercial purposes and video games and all the places we hear voiceover now are, are kind of gone. Uh, you know, they're on the radio and they work great there. Uh, but yes, you have to be much more conversational and realistic and the sound of your voice uh, it doesn't necessarily take a beautiful voice. It just takes a voice that's convincing and realistic. Well, I know um, when I got to know you, when I was working for the talent agency, when someone would call in and they would say, well, we're looking for someone with a James Earl Jones voice. 
I would just go through all of my male voiceover artists and just listen to their demo. Hmm, no. Hmm, oh, maybe. And, 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 and that's what I would go by. I didn't care, um, how short, fat, tall, skinny, blonde haired, blue eyed you were. I was listening just to your voice to match it to. Uh, what they were looking for. So this leads me right into my next question. So you knew nothing about voiceover. Where did you go for your training? Um, I kind of started with uh, actor training. You know, mm. I went to uh, you know just various acting workshops in Nashville. Um, I did some theater. I did some on-camera work. Uh, having the musical background really made a big difference for me because I already understood microphone technique and you know, what a studio sound was and what my voice needed to sound like uh, to be recorded professionally. You know, right. And what it, how it needed to sound out when it went out there. And uh, just, uh, I did some uh, voiceover workshops too as well. There's a very big one that I highly recommend. Uh, it's called Voice, the Voice Conference uh, out in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's every two years. Uh, James Alberger and Penny Tabshire put this together. And uh, it's a three or four day and very intensive voiceover workshop. Lots of people there, lots of uh, celebrities come in for this. Uh, it's a very big deal. And uh, it's a it's a real way to just jump right in and see what's going on. Uh, they've also written a book called The Art of Voice Acting. Mm-hmm. And I, I push this book because I think it's the most comprehensive book out there for from A to Z on the, on the whole business. Oh, great. And I'll make so sure that I reading. have... Yeah, I'll make sure that I have links to uh, those in the show notes. Can I think the other thing is, I mean, aside from just having a great voice and knowing how to voice act, you already have that background in the music industry. So you have a basic knowledge of recording equipment. Again, I think a lot of people think that you're nine times out of 10 going to a production company and when I saw your bio and it said that you started in 1993, I started in 1993. And I remember I would be the on-camera, you know, actor, and then they'd throw me in the booth for a voiceover. But nowadays, the on-camera actor and the voiceover artist are completely different people. And the voiceover artist is probably sitting in their fuzzy bunny slippers, you know, out in, you know, uh, Oklahoma somewhere. So talk a little bit about the recording of uh, recording equipment uh, needed and the skills required to run it. Yeah, um, it's it's very very basic. I can give you the information. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to put together a home studio for probably less than a thousand dollars these days. Uh, you can get good microphones between three and four hundred dollars uh, uh, that you couple up with a, a preamp a preamplifier and an interface combination. Uh, those mics, uh, those those combinations are um, hundred to two hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use USB mics. I don't recommend them. Though really, they're 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 getting better all the time. But if you want a real nice, right, what I call broadcast quality sound, uh, that's what you're always aiming for. You need a, a good mic, um, a very quiet computer. Uh, <laughs> I use Macs. Uh, you know, the, the, there are a lot of computers that aren't that quiet out there. You, you can't get away with uh, that kind of noise, the kind of background noise. Right. Uh, you know, you have to put together the, the cleanest uh, sound that, that you always can. Then mm-hmm. uh, you, you need some monitors, uh, some headphones, each of which can be bought uh, for between 100 and $200. And then be in a very quiet, in, 
insulated room. And uh, I often tell people just if they can bring in a, a music, musical friend of theirs or someone that has a good knowledge of sound, overall sound quality, uh, bring them in, let them work on your room uh, to get it to where it's uh, what, what's called it, acoustically tight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that the, it, there's no echo. Uh, and uh, it's, it's that can be a little tricky, but uh, you need to be at least in a very quiet background. Uh, nobody wants to hear any kids shouting in the background or any lawnmowers going on or <laughs> anything that you hear. So that's, you know, the basic uh, right basic thing that you need on the technical side. Yeah, and is, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, that's a pretty hefty price tag to get started in business, but I liken it to if you are a carpenter, you need to show up, you know, with your tool belt and all your tools, you know, uh, in your toolbox and being ready to go. And it's just um, just a small portion of what we need uh, for this business. But Rick, I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, your secrets to your success with the Martini Shot. <laughs> Well, you're very welcome. Oh, appreciate it. Oh, I, I, like I said, I, I'm a big fan. For more information on the voice of Americana, Rick Lance, and to listen to his demo or to hire Rick, you can go to ricklancestudio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge uh, with my listeners. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. I appreciate your interest. If Rick has piqued your interest in voice acting, uh, send me your questions via my website, ValerieBittner.com, or maybe we can entice Rick to come back and answer some more questions on a future episode. Be sure to subscribe to The Martini Shot on SoundCloud or iTunes. Rate and leave your questions in the comments section. It will really help the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, the martini shot is the last shot of the day because the next shot will be in your glass. Until next time, peace out. Thanks for listening to the martini shot with Valerie Bittner. For more great tips and information, subscribe to her podcast, listen every week, and follow Valerie on all social media. To reach out to Valerie Bittner directly, go to ValerieBittner.com. ValerieBittner.com. That's a wrap. It's the martini shot. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.